Welcome back, Ranch Nation. Hanging out with you from the East Valley Institute of Technology. Always an honor to spend it with you every week. One of the premier trade high schools coming your way with the Boodles Band. I see you. I hear from you. I know a lot of you guys are struggling in it through the week. Some of you got temperatures cooking. You got some hot summer temperatures cooking, but I say let's ring up this Boodles band out of Staten Island. You gotta tell me you don't like the brass section, the woodwind sections to get you through some me- melancholy is the word. Melancholy. Some of you are going through some melancholy. Get on the mic, senor. How's it going? Can we define the word melancholy on the ranch nation? You know, I don't really know the right answer, but um Melancholy, you know listen, melancholy. Yeah. Is actually just another state of mind. Yeah, yeah. So you failed your exam. I failed. You are feeling sad and melancholy like. Your car develops an oil leak and the mechanic oh. the mechanic said you need with a pinky in the air thousands of dollars. Oh. Melancholy is what some of you are hanging on to way too long. Live in it for a minute. It's like brushing your teeth. You brushed it. It's done. Melancholy cannot last longer the amount of time that you brush your teeth. Can I say that? Yeah. All righty then. If you're new yeah, to the show, I mean, <laughs> uh, Wrench Nation, Automotive Lifestyle Show. We will talk life, people, and your automotive goodness where we highlight the wonderful, the fascinating folks, people, places, destinations from all over the world, in fact. And I remind you, I know some of you are busy. WrenchNation.tv, at your leisure, over a fine, refined beverage, you can catch some of our shows. I invite you, Richard Rawlings, doing amazing things. Richard Rawlings, no longer on the television. He had a long stint, and he's more relaxed. And he's got an amazing YouTube channel. You can feel the difference. Show number 287, as well as the giveaway. He's giving away, I believe it's once a month. You get onto the website, gasmonkeygarage.com. It was fascinating to talk to Richard because you can tell, you guys have been stressed out doing stuff. It's like, this is just how I operate. I'm stressed right now. (laughs) And TV can be a little bit of that. There are a few that do break the rules. And I'm talking more hybrid reality. I'm not talking the paid actors or actresses. They get paid to stress, and they do it real well. That show really brought out the organic sense of an individual. Aiden, you meet somebody, maybe a highfalutin, high-profile celebrity type you wanted to meet for a long time. Mm -hmm. You saw the interviews on TV. You saw the interviews all over the internets of the internets. (laughs) And then you meet the individual, and they're totally different. Yeah, honestly, uh, we actually... uh Myself and Alex, we had interviewed CG5 a long time ago, and, you know, 
he was a completely different dude. He was nice. He was well-spoken. He was a very calm guy considering how high profile he was at the time. Yeah. So I, I really enjoyed that show. Also, if uh, some of you feel from the news, uh, wherever you get your news, whether it's Main Street Media or Alternative, whatever, you think we're ready for full self-driving. Some of you, uh, Mr. Elon Musk, I know you're listening. Uh, Elon thought we were ready for self-driving back in 1978. I don't think we're ready. But we did do a whole show back in March, and I think you'll enjoy it. Show 288, we had Chris Pichon. Uh, from Smarter AI. Mm. And uh, he goes through all kinds of, because uh, now the AI thing, I'm sorry, AI. Make your pancakes, artificial intelligence, AI. Pour your cereal, AI. It's going to do everything. Mm. Do you think it's so, Aiden? I'm ready for the Megan horror movie to come to life. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm being real here. All right, let me ask you this, though. If you could choose, because we're going somewhere with this on the show topic. Right. Going to introduce our very special guest here in a moment. One thing in your car that you could turn into sort of future casting your needs. In other words, it anticipates what you need. Hmm. Right now, it's a push the button, it does this. It monitors, right? We got networks, right. 100 million lines of code on the F-150. What would you like AI to do? Could it be a seatbelt tensioner thing? In other words, AI saw I had a meatball, my stomach's big, I need to loosen it up. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, personally for me, odd, odd thing for me to like, but I kind of want, like, if we had a, if we had an AI that could say, hey, I want to be able to see through my sunroof and just do a whole sunroof thing. And that way you get a beautiful view of the sky, wow, no matter that, what time it is. All right, you're going to drive a very expensive car right there. Oh, yeah, but I'm not, but like, I don't want any other AI to tell but me, actually, okay, that's I want not a, a seatbelt tensioner. That's not a bad, no, it's not, not a bad feature. It's, it's the minimal, it's the minimal feature without giving it too much control, ah, in, in my control. opinion. Do you think your grandkids will give it all up and say, oh, yeah. We don't need control. Just we, get me. We to don't where need I control. Go. Just do whatever it takes to get there. And I don't. I personally feel like that would be a death trap. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this is where technology is going. It has to be measured. A lot of it's researched. I think we're in the wild west right now. However, oh, agreed. There are some great companies putting up some great things. And number one, we just talked about your experience. Mm -hmm. Like, when I grew up, the experience was a little rough. Generation X, Billy Idol crew, peoples, we didn't really complain. We got slapped around. We had a key around our neck. We had to do what we had to do. That was our experience. Now the technology is full blaze. Why is it that technology is evolving the way it is? Well, some would say in the automotive arena, for sure, safety. We talk about the 40-some-odd thousand deaths on the roadway. In fact, I do have a, a quick snippet. The government is currently proposing to require automatic emergency braking systems in new cars. Is that a feature you would like, Aiden? That is a helpful feature I would like, yes. You get a little light on that brake once in a while? I, I will say that is a helpful feature I will like. And I'm not, and you know my stance on, on um, updated cars and, and how technology is going. And I'm not going to say, you know, some of these companies don't have a right to go there. 
I'm fully in support of doing that. You want to get there? Cool. Don't get in a rush about it. That's why I'm so reserved about it. You know what I mean? You want a methodic approach. I, I want I want a methodic approach versus cool. Let's put let's make the rocket ship more pointy just because we want to make it more pointy. You know what I mean? Like everything is researched. Everything needs sure. to be. But even with that, as we're seeing today in the electric vehicle arena, which is really cool. You can do an over-the-air update, and it's like right. a quick fix for your phone. And it's awesome. Download the update. Boom, you don't need to see the mechanic. Maybe. That's awesome. Maybe. You still come <laughs> see me. But the fact is, the experience is what we want to improve. And this is what I really dig about technology. Now, you entrepreneurs, you flower makers, basket weavers, you car sales folks, new or used, it is all about the consumer experience. While at the same time, in all fairness, productivity, profitability, and all of those things. So when is the last time you got onto a dealership website and said, you know, I may buy a vehicle and I'm going to go on to XYZ.com. Looks like they sell a bunch of vehicles and I've got a trade in. Hmm. Have you been onto a dealership website lately? See, I haven't really been on a dealership website uh, in, in a very long time. When I was trying to get my new car or the car that I currently have, I, I went through Facebook Marketplace. I tried going through Carvana. I tried going through other dealerships like that, but I just I just couldn't find one that fit my budget. Facebook Marketplace definitely is a is price point driven for sure, and, and that's why I went um, with that one, it, which makes sense. That's to be respected. But many of you right now are I know I am. I'm intimidated. I've been in the industry for 32 years and I still will go. If I go to a website, new car dealer, even a used car dealer, it's too busy. Do you ever feel that way? Yeah. Do you ever feel like, you know, yep. why can't we streamline all this madness? This is what I need. This is what I want. You say, this is what we've got and this is what we can give. I have a friend of mine. And she has, I think, it was my girlfriend's mom. She has a, a pretty new Nissan. And she, like, sometimes, I don't know, maybe she'll go in to the dealership to get it fixed or something like that. And I don't want, like, there are times where I'm like, I'm surprised you can go down there to even get it fixed with how busy it is down there. Well, I think the whole chaotic, and I think this speaks to any small business, medium, large business, processes help minimize the chaos and the buzzword is anxiety how do we mm -hmm. reduce your anxiety well i tell you with technology today and i'm honored to have nick ask you he's founder and ceo of a company called space auto <laughs> this is a proven company that's committed to a product roadmap i'm going to repeat this a lot of you in business may understand it may have heard it it sounds like buzzwords you, my mom driving the minivan, the mm. Toyota Sienna, a product roadmap just means if it's really defined and refined with the utilization of technology, I don't even know it's working. It just got to where I needed to go. So Nick asked you with Space Auto is developing these products for the new car dealerships and they're taking off. I mean, I'll give them Space Auto. They're headed in the right direction. Hey, he sounds like my kind of guy. Yes. He sounds like my kind of guy. Because what we're talking about is the old shopping. 
experience. Ooh. I mean, if we went back to the bazaars in Lebanon, Israel, the Middle East, there was an experience that was going down amongst the goat trading, and someone said, we got to streamline, because they're going to get their goats elsewhere. That's uh, where we're today. I know a lot of you listening right now, I know this, because I'm with you. It's com- It's a complicated mess. So we're going to discuss the consumer experience, as well as all of my dealership family out there uh, across the country. We're going to talk about currently what's happening with Space Auto and what they're bringing to the marketplace to revolutionize the whole process of vehicle purchasing. So you may just say after this show, I'll never go back to Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> I mean, I, I didn't think- want to go back to Facebook Marketplace in the first place. Well, let me ask you about your experience there. Was it hit and miss? Did you did you find it kind of like not tr- like was there false advertising? So yes. Well, wait was- a minute, I got to back up. What is this dollar thing? Every time I go, what like, do you mean dollar thing? They give you the dollar, like the guy selling a wheelbarrow. It says a dollar. So everything is a dollar. Is that to get my eye? What is up with that? I'm going to be honest. I don't know I talked to my daughter. About. My daughter. She's 14. She said, Dad, what's wrong with you? Yeah, that's to get you to click. I mean, it's to get you to click. Sometimes uh, I know for, for a fact with with what I was looking for for a new car, I was sitting here and I was like, you know, let me just click on a car that says a dollar anyways. It was a 2017 Nissan. I was like, eh, I just want to see what the deal is with this. Clicked on it. And it's like, so this isn't the price it's to get you to click on it, but it's also going to get you a uh, a financial thing. It'll say in the description, okay, so this is what we want to finance. I just don't like the dollar. Listen, no, I don't I, like it either. If I go to the grocery store and you're selling broccoli and it says a dollar, and then next to it, you're selling milk and it says a dollar, and then I get to the register and they charge me buku money with inflation. No. And then they looked at me and said, you dummy, you're going to pay extra because you're not part of our membership club. I just, I like transparency. Are you a Walgreens Rewards member? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, my wife, let me let me tell you, uh, respectfully, I don't care what kind of ducats you got in your pockets, uh, gasoline, my wife's like, don't forget, put our code in, put your phone number. Oh, us. yeah. I mean, it is what it is. I got I got an app on my phone called Gas Buddy. That is, I only had that for about, I don't know, a week, two weeks already. I've saved $25 on one tank. Yeah, we got to do what we got to do. I want to just uh, kind of forewarn you guys. Uh, Some of you are just sleeping on these recalls. You're not even opening the mail because you got a ton of bills. There may be a recall letter. 331,000 of these Jeeps is uh, being recalled. A lot of you drive the Jeeps. Uh, The rear coil springs can detach. That's like losing your lower limb. Mm. It's like your ankle. You're walking gingerly somewhere and your ankle just separates. That's a serious situation. This creates a serious risk of losing control, crashing, and all this other fancy, terrible stuff. So if you own a Jeep, let me get to the specifics, 2022 to 23 Jeep Grand Cherokee uh, and the Grand Cherokee L, they're involved in this recall. Now, how do you do this? You call your dealer, give them your VIN number, be polite, don't get excited, or you can go to NH. TSA.gov, you pay taxes, people, for this, and type in your VIN number. I tell you, if you're buying a used car, that's where you want to go. Start with NHTSA. Now, most dealerships, they're going to take care of the recalls before they sell it. They don't want to see you back other than you gave them a 
some donuts for a good experience. <laughs> they want to have a good relationship. So if you own a 22 to 23 Jeep Grand Cherokee, the rear coil springs can detach while the Jeep's being driven. And some of you are on the mountainside driving. You don't need that happening. Mm-mm. So make sure you check that out. We're honored to have Nick Askew. He's going to be joining us. A company called Space Auto. I want you to visit the website during the break, space.auto. All of my dealership people, I want you to pay particular attention because I know you are. You're always looking to streamline. How about meeting up a better consumer experience with technology? Nick Askew is going to join us. Space Auto. Stay tuned. Wrench Nation. Of course you want your mileage back. And all the extra money you've spent feeding an engine gunked up with carbon. Your car needs its fuel system cleaned, and it needs it now. You need BG44K. It's the one dealerships use the most. In fact, they use BG44K almost 3 to 1 over any other fuel system cleaner made. To find a shop near you, go to BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. I got my mileage back. BG, BG. Support for Wrench Nation Car Talk, the smart choice for auto parts, Pronto National Association. Pronto is committed to the independent automotive aftermarket and demonstrates leadership within the automotive industry. Pronto Association is made up of nearly 100 member auto part distributors. Visit pronto-net.com. Automotive technical training, parts lineup, and representation of the automotive member community. Pronto-net.com. Whether you're looking for a full-service direct mail or you just simply want a few marketing materials printed for use in your store, MailShark has got you covered. With over 10 years of client service success with direct mail postcards, restaurant box toppers, magnets, and so much more, MailShark is there to help your marketing team acquire the clients you deserve. Pay weekly, pay as you go. There is no pressure, no contracts, direct mail. For more details, visit themailshark.com. 52% of the population family are women. We love you ladies, but less than 3% of you women are professional technicians. Our charity partner, Tech Force Foundation, believes if we want to solve this little technician shortage, we need to start talking to 52% of these ladies out in the population. Head on over. If you feel like you can tinker with the best of them, head on over to techforce.org. Bolt-On Technologies, automotive software solutions. Auto repair shops that have Bolt-On Technologies software Provide customer vehicle condition reports, including photos and text, real-time digital reports, multi-point inspections, estimates, and repair information at your fingertips. Info at boltontechnology.com. Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, nationwide locations. You know, one of the problems that I can have working in my garage is parts aren't delivered on time, the quality isn't there. Well, guess what? Who's yelling at me? My clients, and they're likely not to come back. Well, the Parts Authority Auto Parts Superstores, amazing service, knowledgeable counter folks, a complete line of original equipment, parts that our customers deserve. If you're an installer, Get on to PartsAuthority.com. Check locations nationally near you. PartsAuthority.com. Right on. Welcome back, Wrench Nation. WrenchNation.tv. And I invite you also, people, don't forget, some of you are hanging out in the summer. Some of my college and high school students. Remember, the high school career training programs here, the automotive department, is nationally ranked here at EVIT. Visit EVIT.com. 
Rockauto.com for more details. And hey, listen, if you're retraining, look, at, I always said every ending is a new beginning. You want to be a chef? You got it here. You want to be a plumber? You got it here. Automotive department, all of that. And they have uh, very tailored programs with some great instructors. EBIT.com. Go visit that. Now, we talked about earlier that, you know, the the whole everything in life should be answering to the call of what I need as a consumer. Now, we're all a little different and we, we sort of have our own little peculiars. But Space Auto is on a mission to reimagine the car buying journey by streamlining automotive retail, people. And what is that going to do in return for you as the consumer? It's going to elevate that experience. You're going to be happy. You're likely to return. And what does it do for the dealership? Well, it's going to make everybody happy because when we're productive, it means we can sustain growth, stay profitable, which is a respectable word, people. And uh, Nick Askew is hanging. He's CEO, founder of Space Auto. Nick, welcome to Wrench Nation. Hello, hello. Happy to be here. I am excited to have you on because anytime I have someone, I know that you've spent a lot of time in the technological laboratory Frankensteining it up to come up with solutions that are real. Tell folks in a nutshell what is Space Auto doing right now for dealerships to enhance the consumer experience? Well, it's funny that you mentioned Frankenstein because that's what we're here to solve, you know. Most people experience automotive, and you said it already on the show, that uh, you you go to a website, you go try and purchase a car, it's overwhelming. There's things everywhere that are just fighting for your attention. And at the the end of the day, there's someone that's wanting to buy a car and someone that's wanting to sell one. So I want the thing that you have. What's the path of least resistance to get there? Well... It, the reason that it's so overwhelming is because there's a slew of vendors out there and other, you know, perfectly respectable technology companies that go and install yeah, their plugins and all kinds of different materials on a dealership's website to fight for that attention to, you know, make them profit, right? And to, to attribute the success of the dealership to that vendor. Well, they're all competing for the customer's attention and really what ends up happening is it just confuses the customer. So what we're here to do is to ask the question, why does it take 13 different pieces of software to, to sell a car? The answer is it shouldn't. It should, you should just have one thing that handles the entire customer experience, doesn't fight for the customer attention, but actually just gives them something, gives them the answer that they need when they need it and really provide the good digital customer experience. That's what we're here to do. You know, that's awesome. I, I, I think immediately while you were talking about that, which sounds very sort of convoluted day trading, like for the poor guys who are running the website, who are managing all of this, it now becomes sort of siloed. And so I, I think the human thought process and how we our behavior is set is we, we kind of gravitate like the dash of our vehicle with something that's simple enough to operate, right? And then in turn, the consumer has that streamlined effect. I love it. Let's talk AI because this is, a, this, is a, this is everywhere. I mean, some of it's scary. How much of this at Space Auto incorporates AI, artificial intelligence, intelligence and what, what feature is it really needed and prominent for? 
Yeah, so, of course, AI is the, and generative AI, is AI that can actually create ideas or create uh, just information based on its own learned knowledge. And I think AI is kind of synonymous with what computing did for businesses in the 70s and 80s, right? Right. People build code, and people and, and people are imperfect creatures. In fact, AI is imperfect as well, right? But when we build code and we build big code for business solutions, that you know, anything that we build is very rigid, okay? But as you said earlier, every single customer is different. They want different things at different times. They have different questions. What AI is able to do, if implemented correctly, is have access to all of the pertinent data that is needed to you know, run a business and answer the customer's questions and flexibly rewrite that code and flexibly speak to a customer in a way that solves the problems without being so rigid. So what is AI that can be used for is everything from analyzing conversation to providing you insights on reporting. Uh, because here's the deal. Humans don't speak in code. And the whole reason that user experiences and software exist is because we need something to physically you know, click around and type around on with our hands and using our eyes because we don't speak in code. And what AI does is give us access to interface with code in a more meaningful way, in a more flexible way that humans can really understand. You know, chat GPT is the big thing right now, but that's just one example of AI, right? It's conversational, it's text-based, right? That's just one piece of it, but it it's a really good case study in what the possibilities of AI are is because it's speaking to us in a way that we understand. Humans can finally interface with code and anybody, not just developers, can interface with code and that makes information incredibly accessible. So um, with our features, it's everything from, you know, generating customer responses to analyzing data to uh, helping translate, to helping provide the next, you know, what's the most next valuable action as a salesperson you can take to help a customer, right? It's all of these things just to give the dealerships and give the human beings behind this the superpowers that they need. It's not here to replace anything. It's here to give people superpowers. I got to take a, as an example, um, for me personally doing research, I'd like to kind of go side by side. We'll use two examples. I may be an individual that has done the research and is looking for quick turnaround. I was always rubbed a little wrong with the conventional chat features because it seemed like that sort of flow chart was taking me down a path that made me frustrated. I wanted in and out. I had my criteria. And it seemed like there was more time than needed. I'm that type of consumer. And so you're saying that ChatGPT can recognize, I don't want to use emotion. I mean, I, I guess we can, could, could ChatGPT understand what I'm saying? Could, could, could that logic be translated to, okay, we've got a client here that is looking to be in and out, as opposed to client B, I'll use soccer moms, they may want to take their time. They may want to touch and feel inventory a little more. Does chat GPT bring us that much closer? Because I think at the end of the day, 
whether we use the A scenario, myself, or the B scenario, soccer mom, in the end, we get frustrated and we bail. So that's a very normal experience for a, let's go back to chatbot, right? Chat, the way chatbots work, either it's live chat and you've got people sitting in a call center answering these in real time, which is becoming less and less prominent. And you've got more of a if-then logic. You know, if Frank says, what are your opening hours? Or we recognize opening hours, we're going to give them that information. But you've got to think of what all of these tools were designed to do. And it's a frame of mind that has to shift in order to actually take care of the consumer because I bet every experience you've had with a conventional chatbot has resulted in them going, hmm, not sure the answer to that question. Let me get your name and number. I'll have our manager reach out to you. What's a good contact number for you? That they're just designed to get your information, right? So That was the conversion. The conversion was... That's the conversion. We just need their basic info and then a live human being has an opportunity to call somebody back. Yes. And how do they verify, how does that vendor verify that they're doing a good job for a, a dealership? It's lead count, right? So they say, hey, we got 170 people's information. Look at how valuable we are to you, right? That's, and, and dealers have continued to really harp on this. How many leads have we got this month? How many leads have we got this month? And that's the metric of success. So that's why these products were invented. Now, take a moment to think about ChatGPT and what that is. It's a large language model, meaning that it has the ability to comprehend uh, information in real time, your tone, your needs, what the general syntax doesn't matter. It knows how to pick that up and give you what you need. Now, the thing about ChatGPT is it has information to 2021. Um, the GPT-4 has got lots of more data, but it's still not really connected to anything, just its own language model. So think about this. What if AI and say, let's say ChatGPT or, or any of the large language models, right, were connected to something that actually created action? A customer said, How's my, well, how much is my trade worth? Because let's remember that every customer has different needs. And dealerships for the longest time have said, we're going to bring you through our process, our process, our process. We have to switch now to saying, hey, let's, the process needs to be flexible around our customer's needs. So now the customer says, what's the value of my Nissan Altima? Well, we know behind the scenes that the Nissan Altima uh, we have to have information to give you your trade value. So we need VIN, miles, you know, some dealerships ask for way deeper information. Have you smoked in it? Have you had any Walmart dings? They do the devaluation walk around and try and give you as little money possible. But at the end of the day, we know the book value and we can give them an estimate. So why not give them an estimate? Why not just give the customer what they want instead of trying to control the sales process here and just, get their information because you add to their frustration by not giving people what they want. So now we use that information to go hit the necessary APIs, get the, the Kelly Blue Book value, the JD Power value, whatever the dealership is using, and we can serve that back to the customer in real time. So a customer speaks to GPT or whatever tool we implement in language like a human does, GPT or the large language model hits the uh, all of the APIs with code because humans can't speak with code. 
translate that back to language and just give the customers what they want. And it doesn't matter if you're looking for a trade value, you're looking to see how much horsepower that Nissan Altima has, how many dogs you can fit in the back, whatever that is. If we have access to the data in real time, it doesn't matter what ChatGPT has access to because we can provide that and we can translate code to human language. That's incredible. And that's how we can help. That, that's just fascinating to me. I, I think traditional methods of conducting business, a business transaction, whether that's a service, good, or product, we still have to remain as the authority for the credibility side of things. But I think in the last 10, 15 years, easy, we've sort of shifted because the consumer wants that much more control. And in fact, I'd further say they may want a little more action on how you move move forward in the design of the experience. In other words, Yelp. Google reviews. I mean, these are all people wanting to chime in as citizen journalists of consumership to turn it all into prosumership, if I can say that. And and I think traditionally, and I've seen this, I, I worked for uh, many great dealerships, and it was, this is how business is done. And you as consumer accepted that. And maybe we change the color of the website, or maybe we change the image of the thank you postcard, and we were rock stars. We were answering the call of today's consumers. Now it's not only streamlined, but what you're saying is the nuances of how I, as consumer, stay in control. And I think a lot of, a, a lot of dealerships have that mentality. Look, they say, Nick, behavior is a son of a gun to change. Talk to us about behavior. You're out there. You've got many dealerships that you consult with. Is that one of your biggest challenges is getting, here's the technology, space.auto, we've got it. But then how do we follow through with that behavioral change? Is that a challenge for you and your team? You know, sometimes it's a challenge to change. And and some dealerships aren't ready for change, right? You still have people that even throughout COVID and beyond, took advantage of customers and they're suffering the consequences of today. You might not change them until it's time, right? You might not change until they self-identify that it's time. But in terms of dealerships that are ready to buy into the fact that, you know, if you just take care of people and provide a valuable customer experience, the profitability will come and it's not a bad thing to be able to make profit. So as far as adapting that change, um, you know, Look, when I was brought into selling cars, I, which I did, I mean, I was, I was in, in, I was a service advisor, sold cars, I was an F&I, I was on the desk, I was an internet sales manager, and I worked my way up through the dealer group. And we got told, you know, it's meet and greet, facts fine, inventory selection, walk around. And I would get my, I would get my, uh, <sighs> frustrated with my uh, sales manager because if you had that customer that just came in and said, look, I'm here to do business. I want to know what you'll give me for my trade. That's my, that's my power here. This is my, my, my biggest hot button. Would you or would you not want to change that process for the customer and actually just take care of them how they want to be taken care of? Or would you just want to control the situation out of principle to be able to, I don't know, 
just follow process for arbitrary process. Sake. These no, these you, proven you, steps, like, hey Nick, don't question, don't question how we've done business since 1940. These are proven steps. These this is the template. The minute you walk out of it, it's a problem. I, I can hear you loud and clear. And and my hope is that there are dealerships. And boy, they shouldn't just wait for some major correction. I mean, the new car, used car side of things right now is going through a tough time. I think that's all going to turn around. But we shouldn't wait as entrepreneurs to sort of sit and get bolted on by lightning and get rained on to say, you know what, maybe I need an umbrella. Maybe I need some rubber shoes or something. Like, I find it fascinating that when we're flying high as business operators and even C-suite and, and middle management, we we don't we have a tendency to not honor the systems that we have in place. And and what I like about this technology that you're mentioning, there has to be something said about keeping the process disciplined enough in the arena of creating a stellar consumer experience, and not so much. Nick said this gentleman. Uh, needs to just skip all these steps because he's just getting straight to it. He's got the leverage of a trade-in, which is his authority, like you said. And I'm jumping right to it because if not, he may leave. Because you said, hey, Joe Manager, Jill Manager, you didn't follow the steps. And we could have got more money. He bought a Volkswagen. Maybe he could have bought something else. You know, I mean, I'm being facetious, but I think this technology will keep us a bit more disciplined, however flexible enough to answer the need to the call to the client. Right. And what a process is in place for, right? Is they're, for, they're in place for efficiency. They're in place for, you know, risk mitigation. You know, you don't skip processes in the F&I office when you're signing paperwork. 100%. Yeah. But for, you know, for covering yourself and making sure that you have a legally binding contract, right? There is time and a place for a process, but there's a time and a place for just taking care of business and providing good customer service. And that's what I hope that this will do. Is And I don't really think that AI is at odds with profitability. You know, it can reduce your time. You know, I tell you, when we went, I took my uh, chief product officer out and we, we went to dealerships and mystery shops. And uh, this is what ends up happening at a lot of dealerships. I went on the website, did one of those, you know, trading appraisals. It was through a third-party vendor. Great. It gave me an instant trade value. We set an appointment. Go to the dealership. Oh, sorry, that's not our trade appraisal. Oh, is uh, that way? I got to stop you, Nick. This is the frustrating. Nick, this is frustrating for people. It isn't what yeah. you said it would be. I get it. Maybe we're in estimate range, if that's the case. But that is the worst thing. People now listening are saying, absolutely. Why can't we just be that much closer to transparency, especially for the second largest investment that I'm going to make in my household? And you just, yeah, you just, your actual yeah, home. <laughs> absolutely. Up to which we only drive, uh, how often, how much, uh, at least my blender. I'm going to use, I know I'm going to use my blender at least maybe daily to make my cocktail, but I'm being silly, but you hit it on the spot regarding this is what you did to me digitally. And now I'm in your brick and mortar and you, and, and I've just, you just sent me to the basement. And you got sent to the basement. And then you take a piece of paper to your sales manager and he puts it in his inventory provider, uh, give you the real book values. They go lay their hands on it. And not only is that inefficient, it's like, why do people wonder why going to the car dealership takes 
five hours. It's not just because of mere control and process. It's because they have to use 15 pieces of software to try and figure out how to sell a car. It's that the, the, the processes are not set in, in, in place that are really setting them up for success. There should be no different in buying a car from a thousand miles away or 10 feet away from you in front of the sales desk. It should be a blended experience because, and especially with a lot of things coming out like digital retail, right? That's still only a band-aid approach because I, for one, want to do all the hard stuff. Give me my credit. Give me my payment on the vehicle. Let's go there. And I'll come and I'll test drive the vehicle make sure the wheels aren't falling off and it's not doing the same thing as those Jeeps and I'm going to be kept left with no ankles, right? I want to just make sure and I want to get in and out there as quickly as possible. And you know what? Take your, Do your processes. I'll, I'll give you all hundreds on your CSI score when the survey comes in, whatever I need to, but just, you know, let me drive a little bit as a customer, as a consumer. Let me just go through the process without you having to guide me. You know, a car salesperson... They should be a problem solver. You know, it's the reason that realtors still exist, right? Buying a house can be hard, and sometimes they can help you, you know, move that Rubik's Cube in the right way to help you solve the puzzle. Car dealers can do the same thing, but they have to be consultants in that way, not just take control and say, you're going through our process. Because, you know, you like you said, there's unmet expectations. You have bad customer experience, and, you know, it's just it's time for people to change and not wait for the customer for business to be bad until you actually just make a decision to hey what happens if we actually just give our customers what they want no that's powerful that's powerful stated i think every every organization should have sort of a an evaluation an audit uh most do but space.auto if you're just joining us uh, we're honored to have uh, nick Askew, who's the founder and ceo uh with the backing i might add you said we hope regarding the trajectory I think you guys are going to kill it in the marketplace, quite frankly, because there's a need for it. I've got a bunch of consumers in studio right now just really nodding up and down based upon the streamline. We got a little heady on the back end technical, but at the end, the consumers want streamlined and, and they don't want the bamboozlement. And yes, I, I don't need to spend five hours. And the poor guy at the dealership is having to deal with a day trading system with seven different screens and seven different companies. And there you go. That's why. So if you're streamlining this approach... This is amazing, and I think there's a future with it. Uh, let's talk about your mentioning of sort of marketplace reconnaissance. <laughs> you secret shopped, and you did a bunch <laughs> of things. We got to just bring up websites. I mean, what did you see was a common concern with dealership websites? It's sort of this common nuance boy that really made you excited because you're bringing a different game you and your team at space.auto what did you see that was a common issue with these websites were they just too busy was it too much in my face like you know i don't know if we have enough time but let's go there um <laughs> i want to hear yeah. it because i'm telling you they're listening and i'm listening i have a website i could take some tips go ahead Look, there's a couple of things that are big problems, and, and that, that have been problems. They're problems that have occurred by productization of digital tools over the last you know, 20 years in automotive. You have a website, and then you go, and, and every dealer is looking for the quick fix. They're looking for that magic pill, and they go to uh, NADA, or they go to a convention, and they hear some keynote about 
how it's the right time to be able to buy trades directly from a consumer. They sign up, and now all over their website is a you know flashing pop-up that says sell your trade. Um, then they get something on the top of the homepage, and then they go to the search results page where they're supposed to be looking for cars, but then at the very top it says, you know, get a value of your trade. These vendors and all of these plugins that have been necessary in the past, they fight for the customer's attention. So you get on the site and you have no idea what you're supposed to do. You have no idea what the way forward is. You get some SEO agency to come and write a bunch of keywords that no one will ever read, but it's going to rank you higher on Google. And it's just noise. And the consumers, it's not built for the consumers. It's built for the vendors to show their value. It's built for them to drive, you know, fake KPIs and performance. And look, there are a lot of great customers out there that do provide value. But when a dealership gets all of these different plugins together, and they really just trying to put magic pill over magic pill and, you know, band-aid their way to a solution, this goes back to the Frankenstein. You've basically got 10 things all trying to fight for the customer's uh, attention and the content that isn't valuable, it all, in the, all in the effort of trying to gamify uh, or game the system that is at people's attention. So they've not really built, been building products for the consumer. Companies in automotive, tech companies in automotive have been building companies to sh- justify that the dealer should send them a check. And that's just not right. But fundamentally, that's not the way that you should do business when you're building something for the end consumer, which is the people buying the cars. So that's what really motivated us to do this because all of these products exist today. They're really just trying to show their value to a dealer and not actually trying to help the dealer. be. There, there's a disconnect. I, I can see what you're saying. I can feel that there's a disconnect I guess this can be a phenomenon that happens in small business. We talk about it in the automotive aftermarket world as independence. It's like, okay, ASE master certified technician. That's a mouthful. But to the average person, okay, they saw master, but maybe it should be worded differently to where the consumer can quickly identify they will solve my problem. They will seek a solution. And I think from the other side, as independents, or since we're talking about dealership, we threw up all of this kaleidoscope in hopes that we catch every fish that's out there when we're not really narrowed down. And, and that leads me to my next question. Is the hope for ChatGP to really understand who Frank is when they when I visit the site? It, is the technology there to understand where I've been, IP-wise, um, maybe some of my shopping behavior, can you talk about that a little bit? We've got about 10 minutes. We're comfortable on time. Is that what we're talking about? Because in all fairness to dealerships, maybe not so much to the vendors, because I totally get it. They went to a trade show, they got sold, and then in six months they flip and they go to someone else. It's confusing. But as a consumer, how will ChatGPT help me narrow down? Aiden is looking for a used car, and I may be looking for automotive parts. Are we at a point where it can tell where I've been to to direct me to where I need to go? Or is that way out? No, this is this is right around the corner. And I, I do want to I do want to say that this is all very this is like the AOL disc days of AI, right? Oh, okay, that brings me perspective. <laughs> you got right. mail. This is this is, <laughs> this is where we are in the industry, right? And 
although there's a lot of buzz around it, and rightly so, it is fantastic. We're still in the AOL region. Uh, I'm still listening to my dial-up um, <laughs> as, as this is happening. So, uh, yes, it does. But remember, ChatGPT is just a trained language model. It takes companies like us and some other great ones out there to actually build data structures that it can understand. So what does that mean for the consumer? That means, you know, valuing trades. I tell you, you talk about fixed operations, you talk about going to the service department. One of the biggest problems that my dealers deal with is they can't get their service advisors to answer the phones because they're running tickets, they're talking to customers, they're taking people to reception, they're writing the And, and I'll be honest with you, uh, the aftermarket is dominating on that. Uh, again, we yeah. so respect our dealer family. Uh, we're we're both in a in, in a in a strong network of 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 sort of relationships. But if there's anything I can tell you about the aftermarket, and, and again, we're more of a micro setting. It's hard when you've got 10, 15 advisors and phones are hopping and mm. and. But if if there's anything I can tell you regarding that phone, um, that that's like the the, the 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 magic silver bullet for us in the aftermarket. And, and what you're saying is that this technology, um, and as we move forward in the future, can help with that because that could be a problem sometimes even for a very busy aftermarket shop. Well, it, busy or small or whoever you are, right? Giving, giving the dealers or anybody that's a small business the superpower of being able to look at all their data. What if, that, what if uh, any language model had access to, you know, well, where their car is in the service department. Uh, what? Oh, it can see that it has parts on order. It can see who the service advisor is. And someone just asks a simple question. Frank goes, hey, when's my car going to be ready? And we analyze all the data and we say, hey, well, it looks like it's in the service bay with Steve. Um, looks like we've got parts arriving tomorrow. There's a three-hour job. Um, he's got time open. We can see all of it. Imagine if we could see all of this data we can analyze that in real time and go, okay, what does Frank want? Frank wants to know when his car's going to be done. So according to this data, the most logical thing is it's going to be done Friday because we can see when that is open in the bay. And what does that do? It gives your customers the instant gratification. People like to uh, hate on millennials and people that are my age, right, for saying that we were instant gratification generation. But if we have the technology to do so, doesn't everyone deserve instant gratification when they're asking where their car is in the shop and when it's going to be done? One hundred percent. I mean, I you think know? I think our lifestyles are busy, and I think um, you know, back in the day we didn't have the technology, so we uh, we may have been, you know we waited for a train a little longer, <laughs> you know, if I can put it that way. <laughs> but the fact is, we knew based upon pattern. This is the key: based upon pattern. That train should be arriving every seven minutes. Now, they could be late. They could do this. But with technology today, we can almost future cast. We can take the circumstances. So when Frank does call the service department, you take 100 Franks, 100 consumers, and realize, hmm, they typically call between the window of 2 o'clock to 3 o'clock. Why? So they can arrange some sort of drive arrangement to pick up their car. And, and I love this because it makes everybody better. And if you're listening, whether you're small, medium, large, it doesn't matter. If you're not dialed in to that end game of consumer experience, you're done. It's not enough to sell cars that are beautiful. It's not enough to fix cars well. It truly is the consumer experience. It just takes one moment. You can be the authority. You can be the credible 
individual or outfit or organization, award-winning, all of these accolades. We donated millions to the food bank. But in the end, you can slip. And I, this is why I get excited, Nick. About, Nick, you're going to make me open up a dealership now. This is what's going to happen. <laughs> we do business with Space.Auto. I mean, I think it's needed. And you've got to have a, 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 a very good reception. I imagine that there may be at times... Well, this just sounds like the rest of them. And I, and I imagine that it may take a little bit to actually get into the decision makers. But, boy, you've got to get these organizations. They've got to be excited after sitting down with you and your team. Oh, yeah. Look, we're, we're strategically – one of the things is that we don't want to scale too fast. We don't want to implement AI too fast. We don't want to put out products that we can't stand behind. So there's a controlled growth there. Um, but any time that we've got opportunity to be able to help a dealer – you know, save money, increase their customer service, increase their profitability. You know, a lot of forward-thinking dealers who aren't scared of giving up a little bit of control in the name of, uh, of, of, of taking care of their customer perceived control because guess what? Behind the scenes, they still control their profitability in each car deal. They're just automating some tasks that make life easier for everybody, including their own team. So... You know, we're, which we're, I love because it, 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 we, we didn't like we didn't mention one of the things. I mean, we talked about consumer uh, streamlined and good for the back end dealer. But man, brain burnout and fatigue is real. We're all human. And, and boy, when we have all these multitask and it just becomes so convoluted. We're we're slowly stressing and that does affect how we present ourselves in person when we should be literally being, we understand how we have to guide the process. But if I meet Nick and Nick is looking at a Ferrari, I want to be with Nick. And all those other items that traditionally weighed me down and they're in my head, all these uh, processes, and I can now focus on the very thing that matters, which is me spending time with Nick talking about a, you know, a 599 or, or what have you. And uh, I think that's awesome. You mentioned excitement. There's a pretty well-respected, self-made billionaire, I say that respectfully, John Paul DeJoria, co-founder of Paul Mitchell, founder of Patron Tequila. You got him excited, Nick, and he is backing Space Auto all the way. Talk to us about that. We've got a few minutes. Uh, definitely wanted to recognize uh, some of the support that you're getting, which is really important for a startup. Talk to us about that relationship with John Paul. Well, I guess cats out of the bag then. Um, yes, uh, we absolutely uh, brought on John Paul Desaria as a investor and uh, also special advisor to Space Auto because. He has a lot of experience in building international business. He's very respect, respected and also like culturally just a great guy. We believe a lot of the same things about taking care of our team and you know, putting good products into the world. So what really excited him about Space Auto uh, was just the fact that one of the market opportunity, right? There's a real pain point for consumers. There's also a pain point for dealers. You know, they've got massive expenses. They need consolidation. And the AI thing really resonated with him because you think about all these parts, these little things that dealers do, you know, it's like having multiple parts of the brain that aren't connected, right? And if you combine those all together and then AI is allowed to be able to look at 
all of the different parts to be able to make better decisions, that's a great piece of technology that, you know, economically makes sense to dealers, consumers, and also our own business models. So let's not, you know, let's not forget he's a business person first and he sees a great opportunity for us to, to scale. Um, and with our trajectory and what we've achieved so far, you know, it's a, we're a good company to bet on. But fundamentally, he understands the technology and understands that, that dealers deserve something a little bit better. Consumers deserve something a little bit better. So if we can scale that, save dealers money and help make the world a better place for consumers, that's a net positive all around. Yeah, this is exciting. Uh, really interesting and fascinating. Space.auto, you want to get on the website. Of course, we'll have that in show notes. Where can f- people find uh, the team Space.auto? Any events coming up that you'd like to direct them? Where can we send folks to? Yes, so uh, we're located here in Dallas. Everyone's always welcome to go to our website or give us a call. We'll be in NIADA. Uh, the National Independent Auto Dealers Association in Las Vegas starting next week. We'll be boosting there with one of our great partners, APCO. Um, and uh, GWC Warranty, uh, we'll be working with them. Uh, and also uh, Texas Independent Auto Dealer Association the next month. Um, we're really focused on being able to help bring the power of all of these big businesses to our smaller and independent dealerships as well, give them the superpowers they deserve. So um, we'll be focused on a lot of our uh, independent dealers for the rest of the year now, starting with uh, the NIADA in Vegas next week. That is awesome. You're doing great things, you and the team, and it truly was an honor to have you on. Nick Askew, uh, uh, Space.Auto, founder and CEO, Nick. Uh, Nick, I always tell my folks, uh, my house is your house. If you're in Scottsdale area, uh, the Phoenix area, please, my garage is your garage. Anything that we can do here on Wrench Nation, let's stay in touch. Uh, I won't be able to make it out uh, to the event in Vegas, but I hope to connect with you in the future. You guys are doing exciting things, and we'll be in touch. Well, I'll take you up on that offer. Thank you so much for having us on the show. Thank you so much. And that's what it's about. A lot of you, uh, you, you need to understand the dynamic behind all this, uh, and we get it. We're, you know, we're savvy consumers. We understand that it's not just one lonely individual who's going to answer a phone while you try to trade in your vehicle. The technology is there, so listen and pay attention. Space dot auto if you're a small dealer and independent uh the focus is on you because you can be competitive in the marketplace and you can provide a stellar experience why work harder and create the fatigue for your team and culture processes systems technology space.auto check them out i am honored to spend it with you every week we'll be back next wednesday a big shout out to all of our california kmet listeners and my podcast family Always give us a review. And if you miss bits and pieces of the show, get on to WrenchNation.tv. As I tell you every week, be safe, hug each other, and never forget to hug a mechanic.